0: Did you hear about the day that Jesus took a kid's lunch? He took a kid's lunch and he fed more than 5,000 people. It's the only miracle of Jesus that's recorded in all four of the Gospels, and it's a good one. It takes place in a village called Tabga on the shores of the Sea of Galilee. And here's what John says happened that day from the sixth chapter sometime after this Jesus crossed to the far shore of the sea of Galilee that is the sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs that he had performed by healing the sick then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples the Jewish Passover festival was near now The place uh, is not so much a mountain as we might think about it. It's more a steep slope coming down from the hills to the lakeshore. And in 1932, archaeologists discovered there the ruins of an ancient church destroyed more than 1,400 years ago. And where the altar had stood in that church, there was a mosaic floor that depicted what Jesus did that day, at that location. While I was in Israel, some friends of mine gave me this communion set, and it depicts what that floor looks like, that mosaic. And it's an example, it's capturing a scene of what Jesus would do that day. It's very simple. It has a kid's lunch, two fish, and a small basket of loaves of bread. We would call them buns. And, Jesus descri- and John describes what Jesus did this way. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he'd already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, It would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down, about 5,000 men were there, and Jesus took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with, with the fish. One Bible study trick is to imagine yourself as a part of the story, to put yourself in the place of one of the characters. So how would you have felt if you'd been there when Jesus did what he did? For example, try to imagine that you're that kid whose lunch Jesus took that day. How would you feel? It's A little hard to imagine that, maybe? Hard to imagine being a kid again? Or being an ancient Israel? Or, let's face it, hard to imagine packing a lunch with five buns and two cold fish? I mean, what kind of kid would eat a lunch like that? It was probably dried or smoked fish, the kind that we might get in a, in a can, like, like these. You know, canned sardines and, and kippered snacks and, and these kinds of things. Is probably some buns and, and some fish like these. I bought these cans for a sermon illustration because Tammy hates canned fish. <laughs> and she doesn't even want me to eat it in the house so this gave me an excuse to indulge. I'm sorry, dear, I needed them for this sermon, and I, I just can't let them go to waste. If it's any consolation, uh, I heard recently that canned fish is this year's hot girl food. It seems that, that these social media influencers, especially these attractive young women, are into canned fish. A Caroline Goldfarb is quoted as saying, there is no food that will make you hotter than tinned fish. Straight up. Do you know a hot girl that doesn't exist on protein? I don't. There's a whole lifestyle that that is minimalist, casual, and lends itself to sensual eating experiences, like sitting outside with a loaf of bread, a bottle of wine, and a can of fish. Who knew that Jesus was such a trendsetter? (laughs) He took a kid's lunch and he fed 5,000 people with the hottest trend in dining. Now, of course, this miracle doesn't get reported in all four Gospels because of, of what was in the kid's lunch. It's remembered because of what Jesus did with it. He multiplied it. What was meant to feed one fed the multitudes. Again, can you imagine being with Jesus that day? You have a good seat because you are close enough for Andrew to notice your lunch. Do you overhear Jesus talking to the disciples and and decide to, to volunteer to share your lunch? Why would you do that? What difference would one lunch make with so many hungry mouths to feed? Or did, did Andrew demand it from you? Hey kid, let me see your lunch. I hope Andrew didn't do that. And if he did, Jesus probably would have, would have said something just like he did when the disciples tried to keep the little kids away. However, that lunch got from you to Jesus. You watch him take the bread and give thanks for God's blessings, and that's important. Jesus is always giving thanks before he eats. Here and in the Last Supper, he gives thanks and he starts breaking that bread. And you know that that soon your little lunch is going to be gone, but Jesus keeps breaking bread and breaking bread, and the bread starts piling up. There's baskets of bread. And he does the same thing with the fish. There are mounds of fish, fish enough to satisfy every hot girl in Galilee. We don't know how many women were in the crowd, but Matthew reports that that there were women and children in addition to the 5,000 men. And they all got fish, and they all got bread, and you can't believe your eyes. Jesus did all that with your little lunch and in case you're thinking it's like some communions I've been to where everybody got a minuscule little piece, and that's how they stretched it so far, we find out that when Jesus tells his disciples to, to pick up the leftovers, there's a lot more than five little buns. When they had, when they had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. And so they gathered them and they filled 12 baskets with the pieces of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Now I've served some, some foods where it seemed like there was more left over than, than when I started, like my homemade uh, katugi, which is uh, Korean fermented uh, radish kimchi. Tammy doesn't like me to eat that any more than she likes my canned fish. But I have never seen 12 baskets more of leftovers than when I started. It's a miracle. So, So what does that day show us? It shows us that the Lord is concerned with all the little things in our lives. You know, in the other food miracles in the Bible, often people's lives are on the line. It's a matter of life and death, like... When the Israelites were fleeing the Pharaoh out into the desert and they were starving to death, and God provided manna, bread from heaven, that they could gather each day. Or when Elijah was fleeing from the evil king Ahab, he could have died while he was hiding out near the Kareth brook. So God saved him by having ravens bring him bread and meat. This food for them was life and death. But for those thousands of people who had had turned out to listen to Jesus, they weren't starving. They were just a bit hungry because it was getting late in the afternoon. You know how it is. It's getting towards supper time. Your stomach's starting to growl. You're hungry, but it's not like you're going to to fall over if you don't eat right now. In fact, according to Matthew, the disciples suggest doing what you've probably done a a thousand times. Hit the drive-thru on the way home listen to what, what they tell Jesus this is a remote place and it's already getting light send the crowds away so, you can go to the, so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food there's a simple solution to their problem just send them out so they can go to the village hit the drive through and they're all good Jesus didn't have to do anything that day and everyone would have been okay but Jesus cares, even when it's not life or death, even when it's, we're just a little hangry because it's late in the afternoon and, and we haven't had supper yet. Remember what he taught us to pray in the Lord's Prayer? He doesn't tell us to pray, our Father who art in heaven, save us from starving to death. No, he says, our Father, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we normally have each day because Jesus cares for the ordinary little things in our lives even when we are just late for supper. So lesson number one from that day is God cares for the ordinary little things in our lives. And lesson number two is that Jesus can do miracles with what we offer him. Jesus can do miracles with what we we offer him not Because it's not who we are, but who Jesus is that matters. That kid with five buns and two fish, not much, but Jesus fed thousands with it. And you know if that kid would have had a burrito and a plate of nachos, Jesus would have fed thousands with it. And if the kid would have had a whole truckload of filet of fish sandwiches and fries, Jesus would have fed thousands with it. It's not what we have that really matters. It's what Jesus does with it and who Jesus is. And he is a miracle worker if we will put what we have in Jesus' hands. What we have might be a lunch. He can do miracles with it. What we have might be might be some skill. He can do miracles with it. It might be some time. He can do miracles with it. It might be a car or a leaf blower or a walker. He can do miracles with it. You never know what Jesus can do if we let him use what we have. Maybe what you have is an hour a week to give to Jesus. What could Jesus do with just an hour? Well, try him out. You could teach Sunday school for an hour a week. I bet you'd see some miracles happen, even if you've never taught before. And you could spend an hour a week with with some of your neighbors doing some chores for them as a servant of Jesus, and I bet you'd see some miracles. Even a phone call doesn't even take an hour. An hour's probably too long, five minutes. Five minutes to reach out to someone going through a hard time. And there might be miracles because it's not so much what you have to give, but who Jesus is. The one who can feed 5,000 with one kid's sack lunch. And there's one more takeaway from that day that, that Jesus took the kids' lunch. If Jesus cares about people not feeling hungry, even if it isn't a life or death situation, well, then maybe we who follow in his footsteps can do the same and help feed others too. In fact, we are. We do it every day. If you've walked by the office, you've seen a, a, a shelf there with a sign on it that says "Free Bakery Goods." That signs there because Marianne Warner, a servant of Christ, stops by a cub every Wednesday and gets what, whatever day-old bakery goods they have to give. She brings them here, we put them on the shelf. and we give them away. And speaking of Wednesdays, every Wednesday we serve a meal here. We serve it to our community, we serve it to our youth, and we used to not serve when when we weren't having youth group, like uh, on MEA weekend. Uh, But, you know, we might not be having youth group, but there are hungry youth, and there are hungry community people, including myself. And so, graciously, those servants of Christ who cook on Wednesdays are going to have a meal on wednesday we're not going to cancel it this year because it's mea week no one's going to starve if we don't have a wednesday meal but then no one on that hillside was going to starve either but jesus fed them all and of course just over six weeks from now is thanksgiving believe it or not (laughs) And what are we going to do here on Thanksgiving Day? People are going to give up an hour or two of their Thanksgiving. And they're going to cook a meal for our community. And anyone who wants a meal or needs a meal will get one. And you might be delivering meals on on Thanksgiving. And again, most of the people, probably none of them, are going to starve to death. But they're hungry. it's Thanksgiving and so you are gonna feed them because we follow in the footsteps of Jesus so lesson number three if Jesus feeds people we can too we can too not because people will die if we don't not because people will think we're wonderful if we do oh look at those great cooks look at all those people giving up an hour on Thanksgiving Aren't they wonderful? No, we do it because in a meal, even in a meal as simple as buns and fish, people might see Jesus. After Jesus took that kid's lunch and gave it away, after more than 5,000 people had eaten their fill, after they'd collected 12 baskets of leftover bread, people began to look at Jesus in a different light. He wasn't just a wise rabbi with good stories and insightful teachings. They began to realize that Jesus was different than anyone they'd ever met before, that he could do miracles. Could he be the long awaited Messiah? John reports after the people saw the sign that Jesus performed, that is, the, the feeding with the lunch they began to say, Surely, this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Surely, this is the Messiah. This is the one we've been waiting for. Eating that meal made them curious about who Jesus was. And later in chapter 6, Jesus answers their curiosity. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. And whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life and now raise them up at the last day. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. In feeding people, in Jesus' name. We take care of basic physical needs because Jesus cares about our basic physical needs. But we also may make people curious about this Jesus we serve. And they too might discover that Jesus is the bread of life. And in believing in him, find all their spiritual hungers and thirsts satisfied. So thank you. Thank you to all of you who help feed others in the name of Jesus. Even if you're simply giving thanks to the Lord at, at your, your table at home with your friends and family, you are pointing, pointing people to the bread of life. You're pointing them to the Lord. Uh, but one word of advice. No matter what the Internet says about this canned fish being the, the latest in food for hot girls, Uh, I would go heavy on the bread and maybe uh, skip the fish. Save the sardines for, uh, for eating alone. Outside. On the back steps, like me. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for caring about even the little things in life. Oh, we have big things and we bring them to you, but But God, even being late for supper is something that concerns you. Even the little discomfort of momentarily being hungry is on your mind. Lord, we are are trying to follow in your footsteps. So show us ways that we can, can reach out to others. Maybe feeding them in some little way or maybe being there for them in some other ways, whatever we have. God, we ask this week for an opportunity, an opportunity to point someone to you, the bread of life. Use what little we have to offer. Multiply it and work miracles in your name.